Houston, we have a podcast. Welcome to the official podcast of the NASA Johnson Space Center, episode 144, Space Hygiene. I'm Gary Jordan, and I'll be your host today. On this podcast, we bring in the experts, scientists, engineers, astronauts, all to let you know what's going on in the world of human spaceflight. One of the top questions, if not the top question, that NASA receives from kids and really from people around the world is, how do you go to the bathroom in space? We get questions like this all the time. Other popular ones are, how do you eat? How do you talk to your family? How do you sleep? I think we get these questions so often because they're so relatable, things we do in our own lives every day. So in space, when it comes to hygiene, you can probably guess that it's something that the crew is prepared to do and has trained on how to do these things and use these systems on Earth before they even get to space. And there's a lot to it, because a lot of what you and I take for granted becomes a whole lot harder in space. Showering, shaving, doing laundry. Is there even laundry? Here to talk about space hygiene are the very people that train astronauts on how to take care of themselves in space. On today's episode is Aliska Hicks and Mike Barrell. They're crew systems instructors, Aliska with Lighthouse and Mike with KBR, based here at NASA's Johnson Space Center. And they're here to answer some of the most popular questions about living in space. So here we go, going to the bathroom in space and overall space hygiene with Aliska Hicks and Mike Barrell. Enjoy. Aliska and Mike, thank you so much for coming on Houston. We have a podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having Super us. Excited. Yeah, this is such an interesting topic. Space hygiene. I was, Aliska, I was telling you a little bit before. Um, when I was thinking about how to ask you these questions, I thought about two things. I thought, what do I know about the International Space Station and all the systems and, and what it takes to be an astronaut? And then I swept around my own home. <laughs> and I was thinking about, you know, brushing my teeth, uh, you know, washing my hair, flossing, these weird things that I know I do in my home. What is that like in space? So that I'm, I hope we can all jam this, jam this together. Yeah, yeah, definitely things that you take for granted and you <laughs> don't really think about how they're impacted in space flight. So. Yeah, definitely. So you're, you're kind of like the space hygiene experts here at Johnson Space Center. How did you get started? Aliska, we'll start with you. How'd you get started and how'd you end up in space hygiene? Wow. Okay, so quickly, I actually went to school to be a teacher, a physics teacher, oh. and uh, moved around quite a bit, actually worked at Space Center Houston in their education department. Then I got picked up by the Space Medicine Group here at Johnson Space Center doing training and coordinating lots of uh, medical students and flight surgeons in the Army, Navy, and Air Force to come for different training events. Um, and then I got picked up by Crew Systems here just about two years ago, and uh, I'm loving it. So your strong expertise is actually in your ability to teach people. Yes, so actually, maybe that is exactly things. what happened. Yeah. So as an instructor here at JSC, one of the qualifications is typically either that you are have an education degree or some kind of uh, oh, other speaking type of uh, careers, um, plus have some science background as well. So. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I, I would my first thought was it would be flip flop that you would need the technical expertise and oh, you're pretty good at talking to people, so yeah. it will make you an instructor. Right. But it's actually that is really critical for training yes. people is to have a really strong foundation in talking to people, right? And teaching so people. one of the things that I think folks notice is that engineers like to go into a whole lot of detail, <laughs> and as an instructor, oh, you have to take all that information and what is it exactly that the crew member really needs to know. And so we mm. kind of um, have an ability to work together and come up with a Absolutely. lesson plan and things that we want to tell the crew for sure. Now, Mike, are you flip-flopped? Are you the... I'm a little bit different, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> okay. I actually started out in the military. I was in the U.S. Navy and the aviation community, uh, working on planes, turning wrenches, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, after my first tour, uh, I uh, got out of the military and went uh, into school and got my mechanical engineering degree. So I am that technical yeah, side of things, right? <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to get picked up uh, here at JSC after graduating, and I've uh, been in crew systems ever since. Wow. Okay. So, what do you take? What do you learn from Aliska about the, the training, the people side of things? Well, she's absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be super smart 
uh, from a technical engineering standpoint, but if you can't teach the information to someone, you're not going to be effective. So mm. um, we, especially in crew systems, we really have to find the best of both worlds, uh, you know, learning the technical knowledge and then being able to teach it to your, uh, your students, in this case, crew members, right? So... Well, let's dive into that. What's what's crew systems? What is this uh, thing that you're teaching? What Perfect. Yeah. So we uh, deal with a lot of different things, uh, primarily hygiene and habitability stuff. Mm. Um, historically, we also do a little bit of crew escape. Um, so a lot of the new stuff coming along for us is our commercial crew mm. uh, program. So we're going to teach uh, crew members how to do, you know, water survival and crew escape stuff as well. Um, but, you know, we're more than just instructors as well. We actually do monitor um, real-time operations over in Mission Control. So all of the systems we're going to talk about today we actually monitor real time if there's any issues we'll help out with those types of problems as well i find that a lot from a lot of the guests is there's there's not I, there's very few if any people that just wear one single hat <laughs> it's like i teach yep. just the, the the bathroom system and that's it no yeah. you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're wearing all kinds of hats very flexible yep. yeah. yeah and it seems like you have to you have to have that strong foundation yes so is, are you doing the same thing, Aliska? Are you teaching all, basically these same systems? And, yes. In so I'm more on the habitability side of the of hmm. the crew system. So how to eat, how to use the PWD, the potable water dispenser, how to use the food warmer. We have, you know, um, items that are like the refrigerator on board. They're called the Merlins currently right now. So all of that plus just day-to-day -day type of living and what, equipment and things do you have available to make life a little easier for you on space station right. but we also again monitor real-time stuff so if we have items like a, an issue with our crew quarters or with the potable water dispenser we're there as the subject matter experts as well to help the people who actually sit in the front rooms uh, in mission control all right so you're alluding to a lot of these systems that we're going to be talking about today the, yes. the potable water system right. the I, I know we're going to talk about the bathroom at we're some definitely going to talk about that. yeah yeah yeah. The <laughs> yeah so these are these are very important you say you say habitability that's the word you use it's yes. just living in space yes. right so you got it. What what am I missing here? We got water. We got we got the bathroom. Uh, what 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 other things? Maybe the 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 oxygen generation. I don't know what what we're talking about. That's here. a whole nother system. That's a whole nother That's system. The, um, environmental control life support system group. But we do interface with those systems because, as you know, we recycle all of our urine and wastewater and everything into drinking water. So Absolutely. yeah. Hmm. So there, I'll let Mike definitely talk about that part, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the P goes in, and then the ECLA system does its thing, and then later right. on, what's the saying? Today's coffee is tomorrow's coffee, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yesterday's coffee is today's coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're basically drinking the same yes. coffee over and over. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's let's take me through a class. Let's say you're you're teaching me how to how to live live in space what are some of the things you're going going over right so one of the one of the big things and you kind of alluded to it in your intro about how you went through your house and kind of how do they how do these things happen in mm -hmm. space right a lot of the things we take for granted here on the ground uh, use gravity right so we put ourselves in that microgravity situation and everything gets turned upside down if you will right <laughs> um, seemingly easy tasks here on the ground become a little bit more challenging um, to the point where things could get messy. Um, so a lot of a lot of our uh, you know classes go into the detail of here's the system and then also hey here's how to actually do these things or use these things up in orbit when it can become quite challenging and you know uh, part of my job is actually to potty train astronauts so that's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> how does that even work? Where do you where do you even start? They come into a building, I guess, next to a system. What, what what's bathroom training like? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we we actually uh, interface out of a couple different buildings here at, at JSC. Okay. Um, the primary one would be over in Building Nine. The, I like to call it the big space playground, where we've got all the mock-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our training will happen over there. Uh, some of the the height, uh, the galley stuff will happen over in Building Five. So that where the simulators and the park task trainers are over there. Um, and then on the crew escape side, we actually get to have the fun. Of, we go over into the neutral buoyancy lab and we, uh, you know, water survival and stuff. So we get to go interface over there from time to time as well. Okay. You know what be a bad day is training for both. Training how to use the bathroom and then you have a bad day. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> my gosh, yes. that's the worst. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about just... For, to add some context to what this means, because I'm imagine, I'm sure everyone's trying to imagine their own their own bathroom and how that works. It's just the stuff goes in and you flush and it goes bye bye. 
What are the <laughs> considerations when you're going to the bathroom in space? Right. So zero gravity. Um, you know, you you don't have gravity pulling your waist away from you. So that's the biggest challenge uh, starting out. Um, so the toilets up in orbit, they actually use airflow as the gravity equivalent. So um, as you're urinating or, uh, you know, pooing in space, right, we use airflow to help pull that waste away from you. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of the thing. But then again, you also have the challenge of you're in that microgravity situation. So you kind of have to stabilize yourself where on the ground you can just kind of sit down or stand up next to it and it all works. Um, it becomes exponentially more challenging when you only have two hands and you have to position yourself, make sure you're aiming correctly and everything like that. So, so it becomes a little bit challenging. Yeah. I'll add to that one thing that folks may not realize is that you can't do both urination and um, pooping in the same toilet. Right. So I'll let oh, Mike explain that because that's what he meant by you only have two hands. You're trying to position yourself Definitely. and yeah. everything. So, so th thank you. Explain. Yeah, thank for that. So yeah, um, your, your your urine actually goes down what we call a urine receptacle on our system. Um, it's basically just a hose that has that suction going through it, and so you would urinate into that. But we uh, and that's going to tie into our regenerative eclis where we reprocess that that yep, urine into water again. Hmm. Um, for the solid waste or you know, pooing side of things, we kind of just have a can that has airflow going through it as well, and then we just kind of collect that waste into baggies and then put it into this disposable can, would then seal it up nicely, because you don't want those smells going anywhere. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like whenever you're going to the bathroom, one of the first things you have to think about, which is not something you would think about on Earth, is, Almost like I gotta turn the vacuum on first. I gotta turn. I gotta turn on the air Absolutely. first before I use yes. the bathroom. Absolutely, we do have you know quite a few steps, and we actually have some cue cards up there for crew members to kind of jog their memory. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not as simple as just going in there and starting to use the system. They have to turn it on, make sure it's working properly before they can start using it. Oh, so it's a check and verify Don't wait even until before. The last minute. No, yeah, yeah you, you, you got to give yourself a little bit of time. Don't none of those last minute. I gotta go. <laughs> situations. Oh, so that's part of, of of going to the bathroom in space is almost like planning your bowel movements. You have to you have to give yourself some time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. To, to go through, like you said, you have to turn on the fan. You have to go through the checklist. You have to verify that it's working. Right. So yes. you're right. You can't just like, oh man, I gotta go. That's that's something that you really have to think about. In absolutely, space. especially since the crew member's time is so jam packed. Their days are scheduled scheduled for them to the to the minute kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, they've got to fit it in in between activities on orbit. So, you know, they've got yeah, to no plan it out pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because their, their schedule is is experiment, 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 you know. Maybe you just, a lunch break. Maybe. A, maybe yeah. You know. Yeah. So a lot of times they're working right through that, too. So, yeah. Oh. So it can get. <laughs> it gets fun. It gets yeah. scary. So what's the feedback you've gotten from crew from crew about about the way that it actually works in space that you implement in your training? Absolutely. So, you know, we can kind of understand the technical side of things. We explain how the system works to crew members. And then um, we've actually been utilizing our debrief um, a mechanism over here at JSC uh, with crew members that have previously flown to kind of get feedback. So, hey, you took our, our training. Um, how, how valuable was it to you? And then mm -hmm. what are your tips and tricks? Can you give us some, what was your experience on orbit? And how, how can we help uh, uh, train future astronauts based on your feedback? Um, and so that really helps us out a lot. We've, we've picked up lots of little tips and tricks over the, over the years on um, how to make sure that our future crew members uh, go up there prepared um, for the situation that they're going to be uh, put in place. Um, one of the other big things that I guess it kind of we kind of alluded to with everything is that um, you know we have these trainers and stuff like that, but we have gravity here, right? So we have trainers that we can utilize, but mm. they won't ever get to fully experience this process of going to the bathroom until they get onto orbit. There's a little learning curve, right? Mm. So you know we try our best, but uh, yeah, okay. So it's like they actually you you t you teach them about techniques, you teach them about the system and how mm. that works, but really they put it all together for the first time in space. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Because that's when that really, that's the challenge, because you add that microgravity element. Exactly. It changes everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting, because you're teaching a system level thing, but you're also teaching like techniques and what works. Do you find that it's more individualized, or do you find there's a universal technique? Um, we do get lots of feedback that's different for each crew member. There is, is kind of a trend in uh, this works well, and then some crew members kind of do things just a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. uh, but by and large, a lot of the techniques are, are pretty similar. Um, you know, a lot of times we're lucky in that we have, uh, you know, vehicles run, uh, 
overlapping each other. So the, the off-going crew can kind of give their tips and tricks while they're on orbit, mm -hmm. um, which gives them that quick memory jogger before they have to jump into it. Otherwise, you know, it could have been six months since they had me, uh, you know, teaching them <laughs> these these great potty techniques, and uh, they just kind of have to learn on the fly. That's true. They have a lot of other things they got to be learning at the same yeah. time. You know, it's it, with with uh, microgravity and fluids escaping you, it becomes self-correcting pretty quickly. You got to <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> they, a, they do say they learn very quickly. We've had even some crew members say that it was just easier just to remove my pants completely and oh, yes. you know so things like that even you'll get some comments right and that's kind of what we were talking about with the you can't just go in there and expect to be ready to go you have to you know first couple tries they they say i i get fully unclothed to get this so i don't want to get any messes going on yeah stuff, so. i'm sure like the one of the procedures is cleaning up afterwards too just making sure that the bathroom itself is constantly clean absolutely you got a finite amount of people and these are these systems have been running for a while now too, absolutely so you keep them going. crew members get pretty close with each other and and they understand it's kind of just like you know living in an apartment with a friend or something like that right you know mm -hmm. you don't want to yeah be courteous yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to leave a mess for your next your next crewmate and they're they're really good about that so now, I think uh, some of our listeners might not know exactly what the bathroom looks like or where it is on the space station. How I think it is, it's in a node. It's in node three. It's, next right. to, it's in the same place with all the exercise equipment, right? Absolutely. But you have you have privacy, right? There's like there's barriers up yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, you kind of equate it to just kind of like a public restroom where you have these stalls type things. So we actually have a stall up on orbit right now. Um, just to kind of preface all of that, we have uh, two different toilets uh, on, on orbit right now. There's a Russian one over in the Russian segment, mm -hmm. and then we have one, uh, the waste and hygiene compartment, also known as the WHC, over in the US segment in Node 3, like you mentioned. Um, so right now we have a stall that gives us that private privacy. It's kind of cantilevered off the front of the rack, if you will. So it does have that above and below section, kind of like you Just would like in a regular it's stall. Just like a regular bathroom. Right. Oh. And, and so it, it really is a fairly familiar feeling for them, but they have that nice closed-off privacy. And like you mentioned, uh, because it is in Node 3 where so many things go on, exercise, you know, yeah, a lot of maintenance. Uh, High-traffic area. Exactly. The, the PMM, our big storage thing is right there. So you've got people coming back and forward cupola, with yeah, and cupola. Exactly. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. So privacy is a, you know, a, big, a big concern, but uh, our stall helps us with that. Yeah. You said the stall is kind of like a bathroom, so it's got an open top and an open bottom. So mm -hmm. to be courteous in space, I'm sure you take you take around the, the closed barrier whenever you're going to the the A-Red or the, the exercise machine. It is actually fully enclosed, too. It oh, has the a door. whole thing is enclosed. It, it, okay. so it does have a top and bottom that's open. But, it's open. Okay. But there is a door on the front which they can close, just like it would be for a, yeah. for a stall here on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm thinking so. about being courteous to your neighbors, right? You don't want to be floating over the open Oh, no. Uh, it's open not thing. that It's not that. Much. Yeah, not I mean, much. you would have to really position yourself oh, awkwardly it's interesting. at the overhead I mean, you could, you could be like creepy, I guess, in, but, but <laughs> it's, it's like eight inches or something, yeah. so you'd have to be really trying. Oh, so. okay. Okay, well, that's good. That's that. It, it forces you to yeah. almost be courteous in that Absolutely. space. Absolutely. So this this stall, right? I'm sure this is this is a nice private area for the crew, and it's meant to be the bathroom, but I think it's also where they shower, right? So Can that be. is a location, that but is a location. we do have another location that crew have sort of created on their own at first, and then uh, we tried to help with that. So in the PMM, um, they're in Bay 1, they have a dedicated hygiene area as well. Um, but in order to protect the equipment and the stowage that's in there, we actually have what we call hygiene curtains. And so these are covering, they are actually required to be there in order to protect the equipment. We don't want loose water flying out everywhere and then getting behind electronics or you know other mm -hmm. stowage and then it gets moist and moldy these are all kinds of things that we have to think about so we try to protect that area but crew has a little bit larger space than in the whc it is small um oh the stall uh, is pretty small yeah so this is this How is sort of like the you explain that, storage closet the pmm is kind of is kind of where things are stored but you just right. have a privacy yeah, so, and a little bit more space so their big thing was is is although you can go do the hygiene in the in the whc area in that stall um would you really want to go you know take a shower where you're going to the bathroom you know it's it's not uh, exactly yeah. something that you'd like to yeah. do uh, and the spot the space <laughs> is really constricting yeah. as like well like if you've lived on a sailboat they a lot right. of those right you have your shower and your toilet in the same spot mm -hmm. i don't like that but <laughs> no it, I, I kinda, if you want the closest comparison i can think of go into an airplane bathroom mm -hmm. and try and think about how you how would you do would how you would bathe in that small amount of space but and also you have the toilet right there. <laughs> Would you even want to? Exactly. 
just nope. <laughs> okay, so this and is so, this is a workaround for the crew. The crew's like, I need more space. So yeah, we're thinking about okay, where's a nice private area? Yeah, Let's and crew, put up some crew actually started curtain. it out. Yeah, they, they said, started. hey, we oh, wanted they, a, they wanted a little bit more room, and so they actually came up with that idea themselves, yeah. and then we kind of caught up with them. Officially approved, yeah. Yeah, so. we caught up with them and you know protected all the stuff to make sure that they had that that space for them. Okay, so yeah. they have their they have a little bit more space to shower, but it's not showering like you were not. Oh would. no, yeah. no, there's no flowing water at all. Okay. Um, so what happens is essentially you have a drink bag. So the drink bag is made out of like a mylar material. So you use the potable water dispenser to fill up this drink bag, you know. Um, but then you'll use that for your showering. We also have a another bag that has um, just like a shower gel kind of in it. And then we also have another piece that is a towel inside of that drink bag. And it already has some soap already inside of that towel. So you have a couple of different items you can use for your hygiene. Um, you can just bring a bar of soap as well with your um, towels. Oh. Um, so you'd have to squirt the water out of the drink bag into your towel and wet, wet that up. So you're sponge bathing, essentially, but then how are you going to rinse, right? So then you're kind of squirting the bottle or the drink bag in little spots on your body. So just to kind of give... Um, a visual here so it blobs up it surface tension helps it stick to your body so um, hopefully if you're not shaking around a lot it will stick to your body and then you can use a towel to come and and go over your entire body to rinse or dry off yeah. it, too oh okay. so it's definitely <laughs> different from on the ground Wow. Very. And then washing different. your hair, of course, is though they have a technique for that as well to take that drink bag and kind of put some droplets of water on their scalp and then put little drops of shampoo and then they'll work it from their scalp moving upward up through their hair to kind of work it, the shampoo and the water through their hair. So they use actually really a small amount, like a, it's probably about 150 milliliters to 200 milliliters to bathe. That's it. That's wow. It. Yeah, it makes you, <laughs> makes you think, man, I'm, I'm wasting a lot of water in, in the shower. I'm just letting yes. that thing run. Very much yes. so. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the, the luxury of wasting water up in orbit. So. Yeah, Mike and I were actually talking the other day. I was, I was trying to think of a good analogy, kind of like if you're in an RV, you know, you, you have a limited amount of water. And so if you've showered in that, or like on a sailboat, you can, a lot of times people will turn on the water to just get wet, then lather up without the water running, and then turn the water on again to just rinse off. So you oh, want it yeah. really quick and short so that you can save your water. So take that kind of as a, an analogy, but you don't have the water running over you. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, that's an important thing, right? Because this is not like the shower like you and I would have, where like you, it's you know you know got tiles on the on the on the walls, and it's it's meant to go down a drain. Correct. You have to be conscious of where this water is going. is going, and it sounds like a lot of it's sticking to you, so that's good. But it sounds mm -hmm. like you dry off with a towel, and then what happens to this wet towel? Oh, that's a good one. So the towel, you only get about one every five days. Days, so you do have to reuse your towels oh, and wow. be very cautious of what you're using them for. So crew have actually come up with good techniques. So that towel that you're talking about well, goes up to hang. It gets hung up, floats there <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> to uh, air dry. So and all that wastewater, again, goes back into the re uh, regeneration system so that we can use it again for potable water. Um, but then those towels, crew will eventually downgrade them. So they may use them for hygiene for a while, and then after they kind of no longer that clean, then yeah. they'll start to use them as their exercise towels to help wipe off from sweaty stuff, or if they need it to do any other type of cleaning, they'll just... They keep degrading it until, oh, okay, this, it's got to go in the trash. Yeah, that's it, what it you needs mean to go. By, yeah, that's <laughs> what you mean by downgrade. I do the same thing when I have old towels that have just been yeah. through the wash way Use too many times. Yeah, they become like car towels. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so that's what you mean. Like, it's yeah. like eventually it's, you go from a bathing towel to now it's wiping down equipment because exactly. this thing is, 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 yeah, it's been used too much. Too much. <laughs> okay, so you're really, I mean, efficiency seems to be a really key theme here. Like you're yes. using the same towel over and over again, but you're still thinking about the life cycle of that towel because you only have a limited number you of towels. You only get so many. Yeah, you can't just go down to Walmart and get more. Nope. Yeah. And it costs a whole lot to send up more stuff. It does, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. 
So this is this is part of the feedback that the crew has given you on on showering that is implemented to have to have more space. Um, it's, do you get more preference? It sounds like there's a lot of options too when it comes to showering. And is on you know you can use this water droplet oh. technique. You can mm -hmm. use the soap impregnated towel technique. You mm -hmm. can use all these. So what are the, what what kinds of tips and tricks are the crew giving you to implement into shower um, showering and hygiene? Well. Mike, help me if you think yeah, of any in particular. I mean, there's, I'm trying to think back to all of our debriefs, right? A lot of them, they kind of, they all have their own techniques and their own preferences. Not everyone uses all the different types. Some of them Correct. have their preference. They have mm. to pick actually ahead of time. So mm -hmm. there's a whole other group called Crew Provisions, and they get to go pick out the clothes that they want and what type of shampoo, what kind of toothpaste they want. Oh, interesting. Um, and so, but yeah, if you want a bar soap, then you need to decide that before you even fly. So yeah. we've had some situations where people end up not liking what they picked, and then luckily another crew member had something, and so they'll try to take that information and pass it along to other right. crew members just to be aware of. Yeah, yes. I guess one options. of the good examples I can think of is is, is something again you just wouldn't really think about because we take it for granted is, is hot showers, right? Well, we don't yes. have you know running water, so how would they do that? Actually, one of the things we found out is crew members they would take their drink bags mm -hmm. or their uh, you know soapy water bags and actually put it in the food Stick warmer to warm it up, warmer. right? And then so they'd come oh, back about cool. thirty I mean, minutes later and then they have a warm shower, a right? Warm shower, and, and it's just something you just wouldn't have even thought about, right? Yeah. It just ambient is what we usually yeah. use on orbit, so they warm it up for themselves. If they want that warm shower feeling and they can take their shower like that so again just things we take for granted yeah. here on the ground you even the to... preparation like you said like right. you can you can dispense hot water out of the potable water dispenser but if let's say you had other things to go do and you're gathering your other stuff well it might get cold by the time you can do that so you're sticking it in the food warmer till it's time to go yeah. take your bath Right. Oh wow! And what's interesting, I think an interesting theme here is that crew preference is is throughout this whole thing. Whether you want a bar of soap, whether you want the gel, what do you want? You have options. That's a weird thing to me when it comes to space flight. Usually, like when you think about that, you think about astronauts with like protein bars. It's just like, <laughs> this is what you're getting. You're getting this soap, and that's it. But but it's interesting. There's there's yeah. a little bit of preference. So there here. there is a little bit. They definitely have to be careful of what they pick, and if you want a certain thing that they have to look at all, all the ingredients because of that ECLA system that we talked about. Um, some of our oh. systems can't handle like alcohol, for example. So if you want a particular type of lotion and it has a high alcohol content, they're not they're not going to allow you to fly that. So there are there is a set. Um, like number of options. Yeah. yeah, there's an approved list, and yeah. if you really wanted to go outside of that list, it has to get special permission to look at the contents of it. Can we, you know, can we handle those ingredients? Because yeah. it's a enclosed loop system for sure. Yep. Yeah. Everything you eat, you know, you drink, you breathe, it's all getting recycled. Yeah, you have to be conscious of this. You have to be conscious of uh, the crew preference, yes, and making sure that they they feel like almost at home because mm -hmm. they're going to be up there yes. for a long time. Right. The morale. You, it is a it yeah. is a morale thing as well. <laughs> so if you can get them as close as as what they're used to here on the ground, it, it does help out. It does. Yeah, it's nice. But then also considering the systems, like these systems have to run, and they you can't mess up the water recycling because that that is your source of water. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, I'm going through my house now. I'm going. We okay. got. We've done. We've done the bathroom. We've done the shower. I'm. I'm. I'm moving on to brushing your teeth. So okay. what's it? What's it like to to brush your teeth in space? So brushing your teeth. Um, you don't have a sink to sit in, spit in. So you have to just either spit it out in a towel. And again, one of those things, you're gonna just hang it up to dry. Your spit will get reclaimed, and then, <laughs> um, or you know, if you have a small amount of toothpaste, you could swallow it if you absolutely wanted to but that's Oof. that's could be yeah you don't want to do that too much so <laughs> spitting in the towel is usually the way that they'll do it and so. is this uh do they go in that little pmm section to do that or can you do this in your crew quarters yeah, they can, they can do it. Yeah, they can do it wherever they feel is the best place. Um, actually, right now, uh, on the side mm -hmm. of that stall where the uh, where the WHC lives, on the outside of that, they actually have this kind of uh, personal hygiene corner where they've got these uh, they've got these little comfort kits where they have a lot of their personal hygiene items in it where they, they brush their teeth, they shave, they have a mirror, um, and they'll go do it there, um, all in that one nice location. Because yeah. if someone's in the, I'll call it the shower. If they're in the PMM then you might want to be brushing your teeth. You know, you've got those 
separate areas as well. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're thinking about the whole crew here. Someone's mm-hmm. got to be showering. Someone's going to be brushing yeah. their teeth, leave right. the toilet open so that, exactly. you know. Okay. Okay. You've got a lot of crew. Like, we right, we just had four U.S. crew members up there, and so with one toilet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It takes a little coordination. That's right. Got to rotate around a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they using basic toothbrushes? Or are we doing yep. electric toothbrushes? No, no electric toothbrushes. Okay. They do have just normal toothbrushes, but they get one every 21 days as the resupply for the toothbrush. So, huh. um, you know, because you can't really rinse it out very well or anything. So you're going to use it, and then... You'll get to you get another one later. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's that one's pretty simple, right? You just yeah, have a space to brush your teeth. You spit it in the towel and and make sure that that water gets recycled. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Um, let's see what else you said. Oh, you mentioned you have this little space where you can brush your teeth, and you talk. You said a little bit about shaving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shaving okay. as well. Um, you know, I don't want to step on oh, Aliska, but uh, they do. They you know they have. Uh, they do. They. Well, the crew members that need to shave, uh, they have <laughs> options. Um, they'll have like an electric razor as an option. Again, oh. this is all kind of managed in that crew, crew provisioning. Pre- yeah, yeah, the, the crew yeah. preference in the, the, thi- in the thing. Um, or they can also use like just general safety razors um, that we use a lot of the, like you know, just manual, manual safety razors. Oh. Um, razor. Then they'll get a supply of either uh, shaving gel or cream, and they can just go ahead and shave themselves. Again, same thing, yep. no running water, so you kind of have to use a towel. Again, going back to what Aliska mentioned, maybe it's a downgraded hygiene towel now that they can just <laughs> wipe all this stuff off that you wouldn't want to wipe back on yourself, right? Oh. So, um, and then the other big thing is, is um, you know, especially if you're using an electric razor, if you guys have ever used an electric razor and if you ever opened up the top of that just little hair is everywhere oh, right yeah. so that could become like an explosion of little hairs and uh, you know you don't want to get that in your eye or anything like that so actually this personal hygiene area has uh, some vents right next to it so mm-hmm. if anything does get liberated it actually trends toward that vent away from our crew members yep. as well and then they can go back and clean it later on which We'll talk more later about housekeeping. <laughs> but housekeeping, yeah, right? but yeah. So <laughs> the razors, the manual razors, they actually don't reuse those. Those um, because you can't clean them out very well. They get a new razor every day. Right. Okay. Or blade, I should say. New yeah, and you don't day. really want a dull blade in space either. No. So yeah, no. to change those out would be pretty important. Um, are you using you you? you you had this technique. It's hard to visualize on the on the on the podcast or yeah. with with an audio thing. <laughs> but you you had hand. this technique where you you were pretending to hold the razor and you were dipping, you were dipping the razor blade in. I think what was a towel. You're actually gonna wipe it. So you're just you're wiping it. Swipe it it's kind onto of like a the towel. The blade, yeah, so that you motion. can at least get the hair and the shaving cream off of the razor blade to go back and reapply it to your face or your legs. Is this armpits. a is this a water free? sort of technique or, or like are you just using shaving cream and blade and just that's it oh uh that's the, the, cr- the cream itself crew. is usually is good I, yeah. I mean i'm sure again every crew member might be a little bit different if right. they want to use a little bit of water s- as yeah. well they might do the little dab technique like they yes. do for the shower Maybe exactly. dab technique. i know um some of our other crew members that don't have any hair on their head that they <laughs> will just use the lotion and you know they like that a lot too just go right over their head yeah um with the razor yeah. so but yeah, so it's, again, preference. Preference, yeah. Crew preference, yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And what works best, right? You yeah. do it one time and you're like, uh, no, need a little water. Yeah, definitely. It, so. so you talked about this, you talked about this, I'm, I'm focusing on this area where you can brush your teeth, where you can shave and stuff. You talked about there's vents that seems like a good place to capture, like, nails and stuff, too, if you're, if you're clipping <laughs> your nails. So we have, uh, we actually have special fingernail clippers that have a little container on them that try oh. to capture it and they do send up fingernail clippers and toenail clippers um but exactly if you get one that goes loose (laughs) rogue on you so you want to do that near this hepa filter so that it gets sucked onto that filter and then later on you can go back and clean it up Hmm. uh, with a vacuum cleaner but yeah it is important because you don't want one of those in your eyeball no. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Or accidentally suck it up yeah, <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah. So it's it. It's kind of like home because 
you know, if, if I'm shaving, I do it over the sink, you right. know, like I'm not going to be doing it in like a random room. There's like a place <laughs> that right. I'm doing it. And it's like, it's the same as space station. You just have a place and it's next to that vent. That vent is super right. important, That's especially true. for those rogue hairs. I could see that being yes. something for the eyes and something for like, yeah. Oh, haircuts too. Yes. Right? Is this the place where you do haircuts? Yes, it yeah. is. It can be. It can so, be a location. Yes. We have a couple of different locations. So in the node, so node one, node two and three, there are vents that we usually suggest, um, but there are some exceptions to that because node one is where you're doing most of your eating. That's mm -hmm. where our whole galley rack is located. So you kind of want to think about that too. Like, do I want to clip my toenails and cut my hair where I'm going to be eating? Mm, <laughs> maybe not. So yeah. So node three, usually yeah. around the WHC area, you know, it's already got that and the exercise equipment so and it has good airflow um, on those vents so but for hair cutting we actually need to assist because the vent is not quite enough suction while you're doing your hair cutting so you mm -hmm. have a vacuum cleaner and we have an attachment called the hair clipper hose and we'll use that and we have um, the hair clippers like a, like a barber hair clipper but we also have regular grade salon scissors and oh. so we've had some crew members actually take their fellow crew members to their hairdressers. I had one ask so this me. This is how I prefer yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was, it was kind of cool. One day I had one ask me, where do you get your hair cut, Aliska? And I told her, and she's like, okay, great. The next thing I know, our hairdresser's telling me that they brought in the, her fellow crew member, and she taught, the hairdresser taught the other crew member how to cut her hair. And so, <laughs> wow. yeah, so that you can kind of keep up your style-ish, right? It's still floating everywhere, so, well, but yeah, if you, you like short hair or, you know. You gotta, you yeah. gotta add that to the astronaut's job descriptions. Yes. Hair <laughs> hairdresser. Yeah. They really are everything. They're they, the they're the scientist, they they're the mechanic, they're the plumber, and they're the barber. They Absolutely. do. Yeah. So, yeah, so that hair clipper hose helps. Um, it's kind of a two-person job as well, so one person will be cutting someone's hair, and the other one's got that hair clipper hose kind of close to their head to catch those loose hairs as they're getting cut off and then goes into the vacuum cleaner. Okay, so there, there really is a little bit of styling. You know, you're, you're, a lot of this job is, yes, hygiene and making sure that the place is clean and making sure that the astronauts are taken care of, but there is, there's a lot of personal elements, more so than I actually realized, of to just try to make it like home and that right. includes having a hairstyle that you're that you're comfortable with that right. you feel good with mm -hmm. and i mean it's morale but it's also you know they're doing you know pao events all the time they're getting you know videos okay. downlink so you know you they want to look good look for good. the camera yeah <laughs> that's true is there is there a cosmetic more cosmetic um elements to this like is there you know are we talking hair and makeup at the or so the, again it goes down to that crew provisions and you can request particular makeup but okay. again it has to make sure that it passes those ingredients mm. and the, make sure that we can actually bring that up on space station. So again, approves list, but if you have something special, you can, you gotta go through <laughs> all the, yeah. yeah. You may not be able to bring what you normally have. So, oh, okay. um, but yeah, and it, it, again, that's up to the crew if they wanna bring makeup or not. Yeah, and making sure that it's, I guess, good for space too, right? You don't have yes. liquids flying everywhere. You gotta have a bottle that works. Right. And all these, all these different space considerations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going through my house again, right? We're talking about shaving. I'm going out. I'm going out of the bathroom now, and I'm going over to my laundry room. Mm. Um, I have a lot of laundry to do for sure. And I, I mean, like, honestly, like maybe two times I'll wear a shirt, but then it's going right in the, right in the wash. That's, yeah. that's kind of me. What is it like in space? So for space, they have their daily wear. They also get exercise clothing and sleep wear, but they definitely do not <laughs> get to change it every day. Hmm. Your shirt, your daily shirt is one every seven days. Underwears every one to two days. I mean, two to, two to three days for hmm. underwear. You're going to read rewear it um and then your exercise clothes again usually one every five days and you're just hanging that up to dry when it's all sweaty and then you get that reclaimed and you're gonna rewear it um but again space uh, or stowage let me be careful with the word i use stowage is yeah. a very complicated thing on the space station you do not have a lot of space right. so we really have to be mindful of that so your towel like we mentioned the towels you get one and you have to reuse them so same thing with your clothes and there is no washing machine right. <laughs> so you after you can't use it anymore you're going to be throwing it away 
Wow. Okay, so you use it as much as you can until it's no longer hygienic to wear, yeah. and then it's Your going to the trash. Your crew member makes a funny look at you going, hmm, <laughs> so, I mean, think the, it's time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those rates sound really high, right? But you have to remember that you know the ISS is a very controlled environment, right? So we don't have the, the high swings, uh, highs and lows like we do here on the ground. Right. So, Thank you, uh, right. you know, just the day-to-day -day where they're probably not going to be overly sweating into it, right? But the same. Exactly. Yeah, it's very controlled the temperature oh, and so the environment is important to the hygienic aspect of things too uh, so you're not definitely. sweating through your clothes all the right. time right and so obviously exercise there are going to be sweating right you're not going but outside yeah. you don't get that weird outside smell and then go inside i remember because yeah. like, i remember the first time i heard one every seven days for a shirt i'm like wow that's a lot yeah <laughs> but you know it's it's so heavily you know managed the the environment up there it's it's actually not quite as bad yeah it seems like there's a little bit of personalization when it comes to laundry too or when it comes to just clothing that you wear. I see t-shirts from alma maters or from yep. things. Yeah. But it seems like there's just like space pants. Am I right in there, saying that? There's just yeah. space pants. There are some that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of different options. The, the ones with the Velcro yeah. on it. Right, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. See, exactly, you got to really think about it. So, you know, pants with Velcro on it are just like gold on orbit. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's that, that practicality there because you, you want to stick, you're working all day, so you want something that sticks. You want maybe a moisture wicking fabric. I don't know if it's moisture wicking or not. Um, but uh, it's just something that you know is going to be compact and something that's practical and something that will last mm -hmm. for a week. Yes, right. you know? or more. The pants, I'm looking at my sheet over here to make sure, one every 30 days for your pants. No way. Yeah. And so we've had, I've heard some stories about, you know, you go to eat something and it gets away from you and it ends up on your pants and now what? You know, so you're trying to clean them off. I can't have this stain have for that, 25 right? days. I have a PAO right. event yeah, yeah, in a little while. I got to go change my pants for this PAO event. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, again, you really have to be conscious of how you're using your clothes and every 30 days i'm trying to do like a little bit of math on a typical six month increments that's six pairs of pants yes. that you're wearing exactly. for the for your whole mission wow that's not a lot no that's <laughs> not no six pants six pairs of pants a week maybe Hope for me they fit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah they better don't fit. gain too much weight yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah exactly and not to get into that much but you know yeah. their their physiology does change while they're in orbit you know so mm -hmm. oh yeah spine elongation spine elongation yeah. some people lose weight some people can maintain it if they're exercising and eating enough calories so yeah that's all yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm, now I'm leaving the laundry room. I'm going downstairs to the kitchen. I just had a wonderful meal. Um, I'm, I have silverware. Do they have silverware up in space? They do have silverware. Okay. So they have metal silverware that they'll clean off and then <laughs> reuse. So if you've ever seen in Node 1 a photo of the galley area, you'll see they actually just have labels, and then they've got them, like, just stuck to the outside of the rack um, taped up there or Velcroed up there. And so they'll just... Use their silverware. They get a knife. They get a fork, a spoon, a really long spoon, and yeah. They just one set per crew member. One set per crew member. No way. Mm -hmm. What do they wash it with? So yeah, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be just because we're talking very casually. We've heard some people just lick it and go on and you hey, know it's your fork. It's your fork exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Well, just make sure you don't use someone else's. Yeah. Or but the other thing you can do <laughs> is we have disinfectant wipes on board. Mm. They'll wipe that and then just so that that residue is not left on there, they'll take a towel with some water and wipe that off again and then just hang it out to dry. Is that it for dishes? Because I think uh, like the food comes in packages and stuff. Yeah, so, it's all yeah. self-packaged. Yeah, yeah, you don't have plates or anything that you right. have to worry about. So right. it's really just the silverware, and then you just have your set, and yeah. just so, up to you to maintain it right. however you want. So you have a set that you go up on your vehicle with, and yeah. then in your um, what's called your crew preference um, food container, I'll call it, they actually have their specific set. So I guess technically you have two, yeah. but you have to hold on to the one that you flew up with until you can find exactly. that yeah, your main, your, your main set that's got your, your silverware Exactly. Your main set will already be on board before you arrive. Yes. And so you fly up on a vehicle. That vehicle will have a temporary set for you to use until you find your, 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 your utensils, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, you get, like, the plastic fork until you, yeah. find, <laughs> until you find your, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, more of an incentive to go find your silverware, right? Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, that's interesting. So what about, I mean, you, you talked about disinfectant wipes. That makes mm -hmm. me think of like washing your hands. Yes. Like just the, one of the top things that even doctors say, if you want to prevent diseases, like the number one thing <laughs> you can do is wash your hands. How do they wash their hands? Mm -hmm. So we have several different types of wipes on board. So I'll be careful about the disinfectant wipe is really more for cleaning, house cleaning and things. And then mm -hmm. it does have a hydrogen peroxide as the cleaning agent. So if you ever used that on your skin a lot, it could try out your skin. Ooh. So um, we do have wet wipes, like a baby wipe on board as well. And I've even heard some people using that pouch with the soap. They'll just kind of get a little bit of that and wash their hands real quick. So it's really, again, I hate to say crew preference again, <laughs> but it is. It <laughs> Whatever is, works. You know, so, yeah, if you're going to use a, a wet wipe to try to clean off your hands. Now, I know, quickly. like. Because we've got those easily. Um, throughout station as well. like So they'll just have wet wipes um, attached to the outside of the rack in various locations on the station. Yeah. I know just washing your hands is just a, it's just a normal thing that we do here because there's just, there's diseases and there's, yeah. you know, it's just a normal thing just to stay hygienic. But sure. the space station is just a controlled environment. Um, are we, like, do, is it the <laughs> same, is it the same thing, washing your hands, preventing diseases, or is it, is it, you know, you don't have to worry about that as much, maybe. Um, or maybe there is bacteria. A little bit of both. There is. So we've had, in the past, we've had some microbial um, growth, I'll say. Okay. I'll call it. <laughs> so we, and again, if you're not cleaning up after yourselves, we are humans. We are gross. Um, if you've ever watched some of the YouTube videos, Don Pettit has a great one about skin falling off the bottom of your feet and oh I've seen that one yeah, yeah he shines the light and you he pulls and off he the sock right? yeah he yeah. says yeah. you have to change your socks by a filter that same filter we were talking about to catch your toenails and your hair and everything yes. so yeah your skin cells and everything so um, uh, that, that, that yeah, video so definitely hygiene. enlightened me <laughs> it's like you know it, we, our skin comes off us all the time but it just falls to, falls the, ground. to the ground that doesn't happen really in space think it about just that right. going everywhere and in weird places behind racks and inside of vent tubes and you know so <laughs> yeah. when they yeah so they have weekly housekeeping i don't know am i jumping too far ahead on no you? that that, okay. that was exactly where i was going <laughs> next because that was where my brain yeah. was going like they gotta i, I want to wipe that stuff down exactly. i'm thinking about it yeah so we do have housekeeping scheduled for the crew every weekend mm. so kind of like you at your house right you got to do it no one wants to really do it but you have to yeah and so they on the weekends they get time scheduled to do housekeeping that includes vacuuming all the vents, wiping down hard surfaces, the walls, the ceilings, everything, and just anything that needs some special attention. Obviously, our dirtier modules would be Node 3 because we do have the WHC, all of the exercise equipment and everything in there. So mm -hmm. we actually list the modules in, in preference for the crew members. So like Node 3 is your dirtiest, then maybe Node 1, that's where you're eating and everything. So kind of just at your house. Your bathroom probably is really important yeah. to clean, yeah. and your kitchen, and and then you can kind of you know go around and get those other yeah. areas. But and and you know every crew member is a little bit differently. There we do know that crew members will clean up as they go during the week as well. We just schedule a little bit of time right. on the weekend to make sure they have the time needed if if needed. Yes. So. Yeah. So it sounds like using those wipes, and then it sounds like a lot of vacuuming too. Yes. Okay. There is a lot of vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. So what? Like I, I have a vacuum that I plug into the wall, mm -hmm. and then I roll around the house. How does the yes. vacuum work in space? So we have a commercial um, grade vacuum cleaner, mm. and they just <laughs> well the one thing to think about. So nowadays there's a bunch of vacuum cleaners out there that have just the canisters. And you just dump it into your trash can, right, your dirt. And we can't do that on orbit. So we still have the vacuum cleaners that have the debris bags inside of them. So for the young folks out there, go look this up. <laughs> there is a debris bag that goes inside of the vacuum cleaner. And then you have to change that out. And so we've actually gotten some techniques from some crew um, to actually leave the vacuum cleaner on. So they'll lift the lid where the debris bag is, but they leave the vacuum cleaner on because that bag is full of stuff, right? And you don't want that coming back out at oh, you. Yeah. So we've, um, we've from feedback from crew, we've had, built a procedure where they have to leave the vacuum cleaner running, 
Then they place a piece of tape over that hole so that nothing comes out at them. And then they can take out that debris bag and then stick it in the trash for later where they're stowing all their trash. And then put in a new debris bag and ready to go. Keep yeah, vacuuming. Like a disposable technique, but you got to keep that you got to keep all the stuff sucked into the yes. bag and taping it. That's, yeah, that's an interesting technique. Not a nice day when you get a mouthful of dust and Ooh, whatever no, else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure especially with some of the newcomers, they're they're they have to learn this from scratch and or rely a lot on their crewmates for mm-hmm. for learning some of these right. interesting techniques like again, who would have thought to tape down a, a vacuum bag? Right. right. But yeah. again in training, that's that we we That's one of the things we hit heavily cuz really, if you don't do it right, you're, it's going to be messy. It's going to oh, be yeah. yeah You'll learn real quick if you don't, right? Self-correcting, I like it. Yes, so we have that commercial-grade one. We also have a wet-dry one, which was custom-made um, by NASA. And so we've got that for in the weird circumstance that we do have a liquid spill, mm-hmm. that we do have something that can suck up liquids, too. So. All right. Yeah, now there's a, that kind of leads into my next thought, which is a lot of this, these systems, right? We talk about just ba- basic hygiene. I'm walking myself through the house and thinking about all these different things. But like this, when you're training for actually using the systems, I'm sure the vacuum is just, it's just something you plug in and kind of and go around. But even just maintaining the International Space Station as a system, um, you have filters, right? You got mm-hmm. that are changed. We talked about going near this, uh, this hygiene space where there's hair, there's nails and stuff. How do you how do you clean that? So that, again, with the vacuum. With cleaner. the vacuum. Yep. Okay. You, you will go back um, over it and suck it out, and then the actual people who own the actual filters they have a routine scheduled deep cleaning of those areas too. But on the weekends, you're hitting it kind of like your air conditioner vent at home. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, yeah. the filters, same thing. You're just going to go around and take your vacuum cleaner. Do a surface cleaning just, yeah, every surf- week, and then you can do like a deep clean <laughs> every so min- so much upon a time. Got right. it. Okay. Right. Okay. So you're just hitting it with a vacuum cleaner and then going on to the next one. All right. Now, I know, speaking of systems, one of the most important one, I think, is is the bathroom. <laughs> that bathroom is, is. is so important. So <laughs> just training for using that system, the, the, the system level parts of things, what are, you, what are you training the crew to do? Right. So this is something they're going to use multiple times a day, every single day. Right. Um, so we really have to get them comfortable with this system, kind of I alluded to it earlier. Um, you know, we teach them a little bit of everything. First, uh, we have a nice uh, flow of classes for them to take, um, you know, so they can get first introduced to, hey, what is, kind of like what we're doing right now, what is the, the bathroom on orbit? How do you use it and how is it going to be different for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we go into a more specific type class where we talk about, this is now how are you going to use it and this is how it functions, right? So we go into a little bit more of an engineering detail to kind of say, this is how it works. Uh, some things... Um, uh, that we we use is that there's a separator inside of this uh, this thing, so that when the liquid goes in, right, it's coming in with air and liquid, but we want to reclaim that water. Um, so there's actually like a spinning drum on the inside that actually pulls the water to the outside of that drum and allows the air to continue going through the center, and then we can siphon off that water essentially so that it can go into our regenerative ecosystems. Okay, so this is not, you're talking about a toilet that's t- connected to the water recycling. Absolutely. Part. Our yes. toilet oh, is, is our it toilet is. is directly plumbed into our re- recycling stuff so that, you know, exactly, as soon as we urinate into the system, we can start, you know, getting the process going for recycling if we needed to. I'm sure just as important as learning to use these systems is learning how to fix these systems. Absolutely, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's a big one. Think yeah. about it, you know, if you, if you are in one of those houses that only has one bathroom and, you know, a lot of people, right? We've got four USOS crew members with one USOS bathroom, right? Um, if that bathroom goes down, yes, we do have the Russians. One week we have a handshake we can use, you know, in those types of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but crew members are very um, motivated to get that bathroom <laughs> up and running again, right? You don't want to have to go next door and use their bathroom if you yeah. don't have Drop to, Drop everything right? and fix the toilet. Yeah, so, you know, we do... Um, our group specifically is very lucky in that uh, crew time opens up very quickly when the bathroom breaks. Uh, they're very motivated to get it fixed. Um, but yes, no, it is it is a mechanical piece of hardware just like everything else mm-hmm. on the ground or up on orbit. Um, you know, it does tend to break. Um, however, you know, we, we do, um, you know, 
we're very cognizant of maintenance cycles as well. So we'll preemptively re uh, replace things so that we don't have it break in really important times as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so not only fixing when it breaks, but you're talking about a maintenance schedule. Right, maintenance. a maintenance schedule. So yeah. we do some preventative stuff too. So instead of waiting for this piece of hardware to fail, we will preemptively take it out and replace it so that it doesn't fail when we don't want it to. Uh, okay. Yeah, is, uh, I'm sure we've learned a lot about this bathroom system and how it works and breaking and that's that's a huge consideration going forward too right is just the bathroom and the reliability of that bathroom are we looking at just how this system works and looking forward to the next things and next systems yeah exactly and so one of the things that's coming soon i'll say is is the <laughs> there we have already developed a future toilet for the orion program um, that is actually going to be flown up onto the International Space Station soon, uh, in the next year or so. Um, and that's going to be like uh, flown up there early uh, to do kind of like a technology demonstration, a proof of concept, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, you were kind of talking about re reliability. Um, the scope of the mission changes for these types of missions for Orion, the moon, Mars, and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're further away from Earth. Our back and forth communication gets a little bit more delayed and stuff like that. So, you know, we want it to be reliable so that it doesn't break as often. Um, how do we do that? You know, it could be um, less mechanical parts, maybe a little bit more simple design, stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but it maybe also need to make it a little bit more robust as well. So, like I mentioned, we are flying that new toilet here pretty soon. It's going to be approved uh, up on the space station. Um, ready to fly when Orion launches in the next few years. So. All right. Yeah, that's that's an important Dang. one. Is that's very exciting right. too. And it's, there's a lot to be learned on the space station because we've done it for so long that you can start thinking about those things and th start thinking about reliability and, right. and that next generation. That's really absolutely. Important. Um, so one of the things I forgot actually was uh, this is an important part of hygiene. Is uh, you know I was going through my house again, taking out the trash. You know, we, right. talk, we talked about laundry's part of that trash. It seems like you're sucking up a lot of things with this vacuum and using these disposal bags. That's got to build up quickly. So what's yeah. where's it going? How's it stored? Exactly. How's it the poop container. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so that's a big one. Yeah, so you know we've got we've got a couple different trash. I'll kind of focus on both, right? So you've got your day to day trash, maybe your old food containers, you know, your your vacuum, your nails, your hair, whatever the case may be. Um, what we have to think about is, you know, we've got a nice trash service here on the ground where you can go put your trash on the curb and it magically goes away, right? You know, uh, that is not an option on orbit. Um, so, you know, we have to use our resupply vehicles efficiently, right? So some of our resupply vehicles, they can come back to Earth and, and bring back stuff for them. Uh, the others actually kind of do that de destructive reentry, right? So what we end up doing for that is we put all of our trash onto those vehicles and when they do reenter the, um, the Earth's atmosphere and break up, um, our trash breaks up with it right it all just goes yeah. back to the earth but you are living with your trash so yep. as we were mm -hmm. describing in the pmm about your hygiene area and i said it was in the first bay um at the back end of that module <laughs> is your dumpster is usually where a lot of our trash that is goes, where yeah. a lot of our trash is stowed and, oh, and wow. um, mike started to explain that we have different types of trash that so we do have wet trash area and then you want to keep that separate because of again those microbial issues and things you don't want stuff growing right. and getting out or whatever so we put those in a special type of bag that helps seal it a little bit better helps with smells those kinds of things so we even have different types of trash bags absolutely even, depending on what the trash is see that's got to be important if you're storing your trash for a long period of time the microbial growth yes yep. but that smell, smell absolutely just maintaining that and i guess tucking it in the back of that module <laughs> yes. and putting it in a special container that's that's, that's not the a bad best you can get um, yeah i was about to say um, i'm yeah. sure you know we don't love it but it, not not yeah. every bag is the same right and so some of them you know get a little bit leaky and we just try we've and double to, bag yeah, it triple bag it to try and help out because you know like i said it's not weekly you know those those vehicles only come down at certain intervals so you're you're stuck with it until you can get until rid of you it can get rid of it wow and that's uh so uh, you said stowage is a big thing, right? Because I'm thinking about, I'm focusing in on the, the clothes for here for a second because you have a finite amount of clothes. So you have clothes that are bringing up. So you have all all these. Here's, here's what you have prepared for you for your expedition for your next six months. Mm -hmm. But then you also have to think about that turning into trash. So you're yes. constantly thinking about what's going up 
but and also what you have to throw away. Yeah. Exactly. Our yeah. whole groups that hate Yeah, our group doesn't <laughs> manage that, but they <laughs> okay. are very intent on, you know, what goes up and what goes down. Yes. So. And yeah. that, I mean, because even, again, if you have to think about it, if it's going on a vehicle and it's re-entering, you want to make sure that that center of mass is, is properly figured out so there's whole groups that want to know not just oh this water bottle how much does it weigh how much space does it take up where do we need to put it and, and if it's in with this other trash and then where on the vehicle do we need <laughs> to put it for the whole mass center yeah it gets wow. complicated so see this but but doing this constantly on the international space station has to have informed a lot of how to live in oh, space. Absolutely. There's so much to think about. Just yes. brushing your teeth. Where does the where does the toothpaste go? Just yeah. what what about vacuuming? What can we what what have we learned? What are the primary things that we are gathering right now so we can get ready for Artemis and start doing this on the moon? When it comes to reliability, when it comes to this is what's required for Artemis missions. Right. So, you know, we're, we've got a lot of great programs coming up with Artemis and, and the moon and, and future and Mars. And, and so the ISS has been a great way to, to prove all of these technologies and our, and our, and our processes uh, to make sure that we're ready for those types of things. Because like I mentioned, you know, these other programs are going further and further away. So we need to make sure they work well, mm -hmm. uh, efficiently, and, and, and uh, so that we are successful in those future missions. Yep. Lots of discussions currently happening. We mm -hmm. don't have exact answers right. for you probably right now yeah, today, sure. but but yeah, definitely needs to be reliable. And yeah, what what are you gonna do with your trash, right? So yeah. those are discussions that are currently in works right now. Wow, so much to consider. This this has been probably one of my favorite discussions that we've had. Definitely, <laughs> this was just so fun. Just thinking about what can, what is life like on the space station? I feel like hygiene is just like that's life. It, right, that's, it is. When I'm thinking about living at home, I, that, that's comfort. how I was thinking about this podcast. It's like I was going through my own home and thinking, great. like, how do they do this in space? Right. So the, I, I appreciate the work that you're doing and working Thank with the you. astronauts and making sure that we're constantly learning. And the fact that there's crew preference involved, that's just fascinating to me. Um, I really appreciate both your time. For Thank you. Thank you for having it us. It's always fun. fun to discuss Thank our you. work. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Really fun conversation we had with Aliska Hicks and Mike Barrell today on space hygiene. I hope if you had a question about space hygiene that it was answered on today's podcast. If you do have a question, use the hashtag AskNASA on your favorite platform, whether Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're on the NASA Johnson Space Center pages of all of those. Use the hashtag NASA, AskNASA to ask a question, and uh, just make sure to mention it's for Houston. We have a podcast. We could address it in a later episode. If you want to check out more NASA podcasts, we have a lot of them. Go to nasa.gov slash podcasts. This episode was recorded on February 12th, 2020. Thanks to Alex Perryman, Pat Ryan, Norm Moran, Belinda Polito, Jennifer Hernandez, and Kelly Humphreys. Thanks again to Aliska Hicks and Mike Barrell for taking the time to come on the show. Give us a rating and feedback on whatever platform you're listening to us on and tell us how we did. We'll be back next week.